Happy Monday, Razorback fans. First time I've been able to say happy Monday in a minute. So congratulations on your win over Ole Miss. Despite the final score, it was a beatdown. Uh, Arkansas's defense kind of let up a little bit there in the second half, but it was weird to see all the fans on social media complaining about that win over Ole Miss. Like, I I mean, you lost to Liberty, and then you lost to LSU, which that was a competitive game with your backup quarterbacks. I get that one. But how are you going to complain? You were up 42-6, to six, not even a minute into the second half. I don't get it, Robert. Unbelievable that people can complain about a game that ended up being not all that close. I mean, yes, I understand that they scored three consecutive touchdowns, but the margin of victory was 15 points over a top 15 team. Like, what are we doing here, folks? I Like – you are allowed to take your foot off the gas when you go up 42 to six. I mean, Sam Pittman said it himself. That was one of the more complete games of the year. And I mean, he's, he's absolutely right. I don't understand. I do not understand the complaints at all. No, I, I, I don't get it because I mean, I think we all understand where it's coming from It's from the vocal minority is what they call it. And so that is that's those are the people complaining, and we might have people, you know, come at us and be like, "Well, they shouldn't have let their foot off the gas." Whatever they won forty two to what forty two to twenty seven over Ole Miss. As I mentioned, they were up forty two to six. The offense was incredible. The defense dominated the first thirty minutes of the game, and then you saw what happened there at the end. I mean, you won the football game over the number fourteen team in the country when you needed to win the most. Look, you get two big touchdowns at the end of the first half. You score another one, two plays into the second half. Like, it, it, none, none of the rest of the game matters at that point. Like, everybody, everybody has has written the opponent off. Like, it, it's fine. For I mean, fans were chanting Auburn at Lane Kiffin. Like, everyone was checked out of that game, including Ole Miss. Agreed. Agreed. You're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. I'm Mason Cho, joined – by Robert Stewart. And Robert, this is our last Monday episode of the season. We're going to be done after this week. Gridiron Hogs podcast. It has been a grind doing this podcast. Um, I'm glad that we've had the experience of doing it this season. We're definitely going to, you know, take a look at what we liked and what we didn't like and shape that up for next season if we are to do this next season. But we appreciate everybody who's been listening, who's been with us throughout the year. Uh, and we're in the final week. You get Missouri on Friday. Of course, we're not going to – this actually, now that I think about it, this is probably going to be our last episode of the season because Wednesday I don't think we're going to be able to do an episode. And then, of course, Friday is game day. We're not going to do an episode on game day. So this might actually – we didn't talk about this before we started recording. This might be the last episode of the season, Robert. How do you feel? Well – um, you know, maybe we reevaluate come bowl season, but um, what a ride it's been! Yeah, I can't, I can't say I've had as much fun as I I did with the Diamond Hogs podcast, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a good time. It has been. Um, but let's get into this Arkansas Ole Miss game. So, I think you know the pretty obvious thing to state is that KJ Jefferson is very important to this football team. I mean, him being on the field. This team 
not only just talent wise was better, but you heard from you know guys in the post game press conference, including Sam Pittman, saying like just KJ's presence on the field as a leader makes this team more confident. It makes them better. Rocket Sanders said that KJ was giving him, you know, the encouragement to have that extra burst that you saw him have. I mean, he was he was running past defenders when, you know, at times this season he would get caught from behind and, you know, he gave credit to KJ. And that was that was interesting to hear and so I mean, he had he had three touchdowns, three passing touchdowns in the first 16 minutes of the game. I mean, KJ Jefferson makes an incredible difference. You, you've seen it all over social media. I'm sure a lot of you have thought it in your head, but where is this team if K.J. Jefferson is 100% healthy all season? It, I, I don't want to have that conversation because I think that it's pointless because you can't go back and change the outcome of games. Um, You know, it's something fun to talk about at the end of the season when, you know, there isn't a game to play left, there isn't a bowl game to play, but right now it doesn't matter. What matters is you got to get a win at Ole Miss, or not Ole Miss, at Missouri, and then – Try and win a bowl game. Um, you know, the Missouri game's going to be tough, and then we'll see where they draw a bowl. We'll talk about the bowls that we would like them to go to at the end of the episode. But um, so let's talk about this game. Of course, Rocket Sanders, I mean, he he was he had the fifth best game, single game in program history. Ran for 232 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, of course, KJ added 47 yards rushing on the day. And then, of course, KJ's passing. Um, he had 168 yards and three touchdowns. So offensively, the first half was incredible. The second play of the second half was incredible. Then they let up, as we mentioned. And then defensively, I mean, Drew Sanders recovers the fumble. No, Drew Sanders, did he recover the fumble? So Drew Sanders recovered the fumble that was forced by McGlothern, right? Well, I thought I thought it was just a botched handoff. Oh, right, right. It was a botched Nudie, handoff. Yeah, yeah. Nudie forced him, recovered a fumble later in the game. Right, right. Okay, I was getting those two mixed up. And then Drew Sanders had a pick, which was just amazing to see. Um, and so the defense, I mean, they allowed six points in the first half. They were definitely the definition of Ben don't break because they, they gave allowed, up. Go ahead. They allowed six points in three quarters. Six points in three quarters. Um, but, I mean, I can't remember the number. I think it was like Ole Miss had eight plays of 20-plus yards within the within the first half or maybe the first three quarters, and they had only scored six points. They had more plays of 20-plus yards than points. Yeah, I think you I think you tweeted that uh, toward toward the end of the third quarter. Um, yeah, so I did a story on this, right? And um, I think Ole Miss threw – like it had nine like real drives. Maybe it took over with four or five seconds after the Hogs snuck into the end zone late in the first half, so I didn't count that one. But um, on nine real drives – they had three field goal attempts, missed one of them. So there, there's the six points, two punts, a turnover on downs that, like you said, bend, don't break. That was huge because um, it was their longest drive in terms of plays, yards, and time of possession. Um, in the third quarter, getting stopped. Um, shout out to Quincy McAdoo with the sack on third and goal, by the way. Um, and then the, the three turnovers, as you mentioned, um, Sanders' fumble recovery interception and then and then McLaughlin's fumble recovery as well. Um, I think the last three games, even accounting for the 21-point fourth quarter Ole Miss, um, it was the, the Hogs have given up almost 21 points per game. Compare that to the first eight, that number is almost 32 points per game. So it's a significant, significant improvement. And 
consider that the average has been skewed by garbage time um, in in the last quarter of, of this one. So just, uh, I mean, people say it all the time, but a night and day different difference for this defense. I'm, I'm looking through the media guide because I'm trying to find this number that somebody told me, uh, another person in the media told me on Saturday after the game that I think it was the third most total yards Arkansas has given up in program history in a single game. Uh, Ole Miss had 703 total yards, including 463 rushing yards in this game. And they lost by that many points. You know, it's, it's, you, you wrote that story on the defense and, you know, after I went through and edited it and looked at it, I was like, it's it's so weird talking about this defensive performance for Arkansas, and they gave up 703 yards. Isn't it? Like, I, I don't think I even included that number because I didn't really feel that it was relevant. Like, it just just a, a night and day difference again. And, you know, you, you talked about it earlier, the intangibles that K.J. Jefferson brings. You know, I feel like they were – even even they the, the unit that he doesn't play on were were confident um, that they they had QB one on the other side of the ball, um, and then you know a, another difference that you can point to Rocket Sanders with his what two hundred thirty two yards that was more than double um, the his past two rushing totals combined. Yeah, I mean that it was good to see the running game get going after the past two weeks. I mean, it was just good to see the offense in general get going, but especially the running game. Matt Landers, two touchdowns. Um, it was he had just three, over, right? Huh? He had three, right? Landers? Yeah. No, he had two touchdowns. Keytron caught two? Keytron caught or one. Keytron caught one. Excuse yeah. Me. Landers had two. Keytron had one. Uh, Raheem Sanders, so Rocket Sanders had five catches for 29 yards. Um, that was the most catches on the team. So, I mean, after really after that first 16 minute period where KJ had an incredible run and he had three touchdowns, they didn't really throw the ball much at all after that. And so, I mean, it worked out for Arkansas. And you look at this team. You want to say they have momentum. I th- I do think, and this is something that some of us talked about after the game, the way the defense led up and gave up points there to the end of the game, you don't want that to carry over to the Missouri game um, because that's a possibility, you know. Um, you lose a little bit of confidence when you give up 21 points in the fourth quarter. I don't think it mattered for the Ole Miss game, but you can sit here and say, okay, well, maybe they lost a little bit of confidence going into the Missouri game. So, uh, Missouri is going to be a team fighting for bowl eligibility. They're five and six. Arkansas now six and five, fighting for you know a better bowl placement. And as long as KJ is healthy, I mean Arkansas is a really good football team. They have one of the best offenses in the country when KJ is healthy. I think that after watching what they can do with a healthier KJ, because realistically, it's been since the Auburn game that we saw a. a healthy enough K.J. Jefferson, so it's been a while since we've seen it. After seeing that Ole Miss game, I feel a lot more confident about the Missouri game than I did. I I, I didn't feel good about Ole Miss, and I didn't feel good about Missouri either. Now I feel, you know, Ole Miss is done, but I feel better about Missouri. If Arkansas gets 7-5, and five, you're looking at a better bowl placement. I don't know 
We'll get into some bowl talk here. I don't know if they go seven and five, they'll make it to the Music City Bowl. I think that they might jump up and make a little bit of a better bowl. So, for her personal preference, because Robert and I would like to go to the Music City Bowl, we feel like that is the most ideal situation. And if you're a fan, here's why it's the most ideal situation. On Thursday night, what is it, the 29th? Thursday the 29th, I think? Uh, Yes. Okay. So Thursday night, the Titans play the Cowboys there uh, at the Titans Stadium. And then you would have Arkansas playing whoever in the Music City Bowl on Saturday. So you can make it into a, a better trip. Plus, you're in Nashville. They got good food there, good chicken. You know, Nashville, a good town. Much better than if you were to go to the Liberty Bowl. I don't – we're thinking of this from like a, a selfish, like we want to go somewhere that is fun, whereas the team just wants to go win a bowl. So that's that's fine. But also the people listening to this are fans, and of course they're going to want to go somewhere that's fun as well, right? Yes, everyone nod. Okay. All right. Um. So I think we saw – so projections over the weekend, what was it, Gator Bowl – um, yes, and... I I sent I sent our little group chat a uh, projection from CBS. I believe it's Jerry Palm, uh, self-proclaimed bowl expert, uh, had a matchup in the Gator Bowl. That's Jacksonville. I think maybe Friday the thirtieth of December uh, against Notre Dame. And then uh, Brett McMurphy and Action Network just dropped uh, a new set of rankings this morning, or projections rather, that have Arkansas meeting Oklahoma in the Texas Bowl in Houston. Yeah, so I think what I've been seeing is it's narrowed down to four or five bowl games. The Liberty Bowl, the Music City Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Texas Bowl, and the Las Vegas Bowl. I think those are the five that you're looking at if you're an Arkansas fan. Let's rank them, Robert. Let's rank them. Okay. Um, Let's start from five. Five, Liberty. 100% yes. Liberty. Four, Texas or Houston and Jacksonville, you got it. They're they're definitely three and four, but which one's which? Um, I think I'd rather see them play a Big Twelve team in Houston than I think they put they would play an ACC team or Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, Houston would probably make for a better matchup. So we'll say Gator Bowls four, Texas Bowls three. I would say Las Vegas Bowl is two. And Music City is one. And Music City is is best okay. case. I'm 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 cool with that. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh for personal reasons, I don't need it to be the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, but we'll leave it at that. This team with KJ Jefferson, we're gonna keep saying it. I mean, incredible. Uh it was I we expected them to beat Ole Miss. You didn't pick Arkansas, did you? I didn't, but Ooh. I should have. Um, I, I, I felt that as soon as I sent it, I probably should have. Of course, of course, that's easy for me to say in hindsight, but um, what, a, what a difference QB1 makes, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I picked it to be a 21-20 game. Also, not going to apologize for the underpick because it should have hit. Um, that's one thing about the fourth quarter defense that I <laughs> that I will complain about is that the under should have hit, but it didn't hit. It didn't hit. I will not apologize because it was on pace, despite the all the scoring. It was still on pace in the fourth quarter. 
How about uh, how about Sam Pittman calling that one guy out on Twitter? Yes, let me pull that up. I actually want to pull that up. That was incredible. Good for Pittman too. I feel like he's kind of been dancing around that in his press conferences for a while now, and he finally. Hey, I mean, he he called the guy by his first name. <laughs> yeah, so he tweeted a picture of Larry the bowling ball because Larry is back. He put Larry's back. Go Hogs, and then a guy named. His at is at Billy D. Wilkerson. He actually deleted the tweet, so I don't remember what it said. It was something along the lines of, like, you know, good job, coach, but I didn't like to see the way the defense performed in the second half, something like that. And Pittman replied with, the tweet had a bowling ball on it, Billy, that said, go Hogs. It didn't say, what do you think about the game? What are your concerns? I have plenty of coaches that I can get advice from. I was sim- It was simply a bowling ball tweeted out for our recruits. I'm trying to recruit. Yeah. So good for Sam. I'm I'm happy to see that clap back. I posted a video on Twitter from his press conference where he was just smiling at his wife because he was happy. It was good to see him happy. I don't like Mad Sam Pittman. I don't think a lot of people like Mad Sam Pittman. I don't think Sam Pittman likes Mad Sam Pittman. So it was good to see a smile on his face. It it was. I mean, vibes are significantly better. When when the head hog is happy, and uh, by contrast, how about Pouty Lane Kiffin, and uh, and that that video of ours that's going off? Yeah, yeah. Thank that's, you. That's <laughs> Thank one of you. our best one of our best videos of the year for sure. Yeah, go check it out. Hogbeat YouTube Lane Kiffin press conference. Yeah, Lane Kiffin is a pouty little baby. He's a pouty little baby most most press conferences, but especially when he lost like that to Arkansas. And people were asking questions about the Auburn job. Like, you know, Ole Miss was riding high not very long ago, and now you look at it and it's like, is Kiffin going to be the head coach? You don't know. I mean, they've lost two in a row. It feels like they're kind of checked out, which, you know, if if you hear that many rumors about um, your your guy being linked to a job in division, I guess it's kind of understandable, but – um, I've never seen a, a coach end his own press conference like like I did Lane Kiffin the other night. So yeah, go anyway. check it out on the Hogbeat YouTube. All right, let's wrap this puppy up, Robert. If we don't talk to you guys again on the Gridiron Hogs podcast, visit hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. We got plenty more content. We'll have the basketball podcast with J.C. Hoops, the Hardwood Hogs podcast. We'll have that going. And, uh, of course, once baseball comes around, Diamond Hawks podcast will be back. Will be Exciting back. stuff. Exciting we, stuff. Can't wait. We will make another trailer for season three. Um, for those who watched our trailer for season two, back back in the days of the Omahawks podcast, Robert. That, um, was, that was pre-licensing dispute. <laughs> that was pre-licensing dispute. We did not have a licensing dispute for the Gridiron Hawks podcast or – the Hardwood Hogs podcast. So that's good. But all right. Let's uh let's do the ad read and then we'll get out of here. Want to remind you about our friends at myperfectfranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands or are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. Having owned multiple franchises and businesses, he uses his expertise 
to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? The phone number is 404-973-9901 or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right, basketball. Uh, this is a football podcast, but basketball Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hogs are in Maui, so make sure you're at hogbeat.com for all that coverage. And then football on Friday, 2.30, CBS in Columbia, Missouri. All right, Robert. Here we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Great Iron Hogs podcast. It's been real.